Hey, hey, what's up, Soul Warriors? Welcome to this Saturday night Soul Session live with me, LC, and my amazing guest tonight, Rita Perugia. Now, I don't normally read, you know, when I do intros or introduce you guys to a guest, but I got to this time because Rita's such an amazing force you know, in this, on this planet, on this, in this new earth, in all honesty. I mean, when we talk about the attack of the divine feminine, I, uh, I, Rita just encompasses all of that. You know, when I think about where we're moving to in this new consciousness, in this new earth, Rita checks all the boxes. So I want to make sure that I introduce Rita properly. Before I get to that, though, you know, I got to do a little housekeeping because you know what? There are some amazing human beings that help me and this podcast reach so many people and that offer such amazing gifts to all of this soul community and soul family. And whether you're a part of that now or you become a part of that at some time in the future, these human beings are some of the most authentic and gifted human beings ever. And so part of that soul family is the Sober app. We are live right now in the Sober app, I believe. Um, not sure how that's going, but they got the link. But listen, if you have not, if you've not heard of the Sober app or you haven't downloaded your Sober app yet, then I'm telling you, you need to go to your Apple app store, download the Sober app, Google Play Store, download the Sober app. Sober app is an amazing resource that that honestly just surrounds you in everything necessary for you to build and create a life you love. What do I say? It is everything you need to get up from your give up and create a life you love. Curtis and Danny, Mike, Lori, Kim, Martin John. I mean, then there's this so many amazing human beings offering everything from coaching to state-of-the-art tracking to sober motivation, podcasts. I mean, everything that you need to nourish your soul. And you don't have to be in substance use recovery or, or sobriety to benefit from the sober app. So don't let the language throw you off and think that you can't benefit from this. I promise you, it will enhance your life completely. And I want you to wait around to the end of this video for an amazing, amazing offer from our friends, Alex Kaplan from Of Substance, and letting us know how we can get in on being a part of their new film, Hide Your Crazy. And they, him and the writer, award-winning screenwriter Austin Case, are going to be my guests on next Saturday night's podcast. And also, a good friend, Pamela Topchian and Hypno breakthrough.com is willing to give their recovery soul food podcast listeners and soul family a free full session of hypnotherapy. And as we talk about to NLP tonight, there's so much about the two that actually go together. So here on this, on this recovery soul food, Saturday night soul session, you are going to have the opportunity to add so much to your life that you can use right now to begin enhancing your life. So make sure you go to hypnobreakthrough.com and tell Pamela that LC and Recovery Soul Food sent you and take her up on that amazing gift. But right now, 
I want to introduce you to one of the most fierce, defined feminine energies on the planet. Miss Rita Perugia is a self-care, self-love expert. Rita is the founder and CEO of HappyBeingWell.com, which is a wellness e-commerce site devoted to providing organic self-care products to amplify your wellness so that you can be happy being well. HappyBeingWell.com has a mission of being the number one self-care community in North America. She is the best-selling author of three books, and Rita's mission is to awaken people to their love. Mm, she's in the right place, right? Teaching them how to reprogram their subconscious to align with truth through creating a daily self-care practice. It is through a commitment to a daily self-care practice that we can eliminate the noise of the world, stress, anxiety, triggers, and our rapid thoughts. This allows us to be able to align with our personal truth, love, clarity, focus, intuition, and confidence. Yes! This process allows us to know who we are, deepens our compassion and ability to love ourselves and others. This is the reason Rita is committed to providing the best natural products that you will love to use and wear, whether it's luxurious active wear leggings to work out in or meditate in, clean skincare, or creating a luxurious at-home spa feeling with salt lamps, crystal bookends, aromatherapy diffusers, natural essential oils, natural candles, all natural face masks, crystals, and much more at happybeingwell.com. HappyBeingWell.com offers the tools, products, and free educational resources and inspiration to use in our daily spiritual and wellness practices. What I told you, she is fierce. I cannot wait to get into this with you. So if you're here, thank you for being here. Share this video out. Let's get as many recovery warriors, soul warriors in this house tonight live with me and Rita as we possibly can. And let's not forget those of you that will watch this on the replay. Rita's video that we did last season, what is NLP and how can it help you in your recovery, is still the most watched video of all the whole channel. And I could not go through this season and it's been such a beautiful soul nourishing season without having Rita on for us to do it one more time. So if you all are ready to get into this Saturday night soul session with me, LC, and my good friend, Rita Ferugia, then let's go. gosh rita welcome to the saturday night soul session i'm so happy you're here 
I am so excited that I'm here. I think I just come back for the the amazing intros alone. <laughs> oh so, my god! You're so full of love and light, Elsie, and everyone is so 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 should be appreciative and grateful that you taking the time and energy to have this show to help others. Thank Truly. you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much, Rita. Like you. I heard your podcast when you did um, Tiffany's show, uh, Moments of Clarity with Tiffany. And I, from them, I don't even think I finished that show before I was reaching out to Tiffany. Like, I need this guest. Like, like make it happen. And, and you know, from there, we just had this amazing connection. And I love what you do because... I tell you, you know, a lot of times in recovery, like when we're in substance use recovery, and I even call it rediscovery process, we avoid sometimes things that do not have recovery or sobriety in the language. And that was one of my problems in the past where I had tried to get clean and sober and it never really worked. But when I took myself into recovery, which meant, listen, I got to change my head, my heart. I got to heal my trauma. It was only then that I started hearing and lending myself and listening to things like NLP. And once I was hearing like some of my heroes, uh, Anthony Robbins talk about it, uh, John Assaraf, that I was really leaning into at the time, I kept thinking, what is this NLP they keep talking about? And then I found out and I'll tell you, Rita, it's just just the techniques, you know, some of the techniques that you can use in those moments has become so much a part of my self-care practice. So, Rita, talk to us about you and NLP. And I mean, let's just, yeah, get this. Oh, you're the expert. I want to know everything about you and, and, and all of this. Talk to us. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, NL neuro-linguistic programming, what most refer to as NLP, is a very powerful mind technology. Um, in fact, you know, once you learn it, you'll start to even notice a lot of even the new age community, a lot of their teachings. It really essentially is NLP um, is their found is the foundation to a lot of today's, you know, teachings. Yeah. Um, perhaps they've, you know, twisted or altered or maybe made their own kind of technique. Um, the point, I, the foundation, you know, there's so many techniques that are essentially this are doing, performing the same, giving you the same result because, yeah. you know, you can, you can, it's all due to neural association, associating a state to a particular uh, word or particular body action or a particular, you know, touching your body or whatever it is. It's a, so, so a link, a neural link uh, connected to a state, connected to a thought. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. There's no particularly right technique because they all accomplish the same result and they're all doing essentially the same thing. So, you know, it's just, you know, whatever technique that you feel like you just like doing better. And I think with um, the techniques, um, too, I feel like when I embarked on the journey, like, and, and it's, when I say powerful mind technology, it really is, it's, it's, NLP is, 
utilize not only in the healing community, like if you want to, you know, people that want for personal development purposes, it's mm -hmm. actually utilized, you know, to not only for therapeutic purposes, but also for sales purposes, right? Just to give context to how powerful the, the mind technology is because once you understand how your mind works and processes information and everyone, how everybody's different in terms of their encoding process, processing information, you're better able to alter your communication to adapt to who you're talking to. So your mm. communication skills will increase, you know, it will just increase. You'll get, you'll, you'll get better results when communicating with others because it helps you get out of your own head and be more more aware of other people and more and, and, and thereby increasing your compassion for others too. Um, but also too, I wanted to make a point of like a lot of people that you know go to personal development seminars and read the books and they don't implement or they don't really change, but they have they, there's awareness that they're just constantly seeking information, information. So in that, you know, I think we can all relate to that in the beginning because I, you know, did that too. It takes, first of all, it takes um, a while to really understand it, um, to really like, really get it because it's new information being presented to us. We haven't thought, we've just been living life in our bodies day to day. Yeah, yeah. And we never really... Um, we're aware of like all the indirect subtle ways of how symbols affect us or how we how we even got programmed in the first place even our own you know machinery that we have in yeah. terms of the mind and the brain and our body you know we were never taught how to really use this <laughs> you know in terms yeah. of like, controlling it like a computer like you yeah. know we were given a computer which is our mind and our body and we, yeah, we, we taught, we, we learned how to talk and speak English language. And, you know, we're just basically told to do, 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 do. Yeah. But we were never really trained how to alter things and like how to do things in a specific way and, and to really get the result um, in, in how we're being even programmed in the first place. So I think it just, I think there's a, it takes a while for it to really sink in. Um, there's a, there's a, you know, we learn it, we learn it and then we get into the real world. And I think if you are able to be aware, like, oh, this is why they, they're, you're teaching us. And this is why, this is how I'm being molded or whatever. Oh, I'm being triggered. Okay. Let's explore that. I think you have to really be like the observer. You have to really start asking yourself questions after you respond to someone a certain way. Or even if you interpret someone's behavior as rude or offensive or you're bothered by something, ask yourself, is this really real? Like is or am I projecting something um, you know, from a from a past trauma onto my painting, something that's not really there? Like the person is just, you know, I think sometimes I think we've we've experienced being on the other end of that when someone's Yes. You know, mad at us, and we're like, "What? What? I didn't mean it to be. I was just saying this." And like, what? And they just completely took it out of context, and they yeah, you take the gap, and they use their imagination, 
to like paint this picture that yes. you actually did or said something that was like, no, I, that's not the case whatsoever. So I think we've all had circumstances where we can relate to that. Um, so I think for to go home and do the techniques, I found like, honestly, when I learned about NLP and all these fabulous techniques, it, it took me a while to actually do them at home. So, Gosh. you know, I, for me, I honestly, like, um, when I would do myself, like when I would do the girly things, like taking the long hot bath, you know, doing the facials in the mirror. And cause I'm always like, as a girl, like a big, huge mirror in the bathroom and like, you know, just taking my and look in the mirror. Right. So then I would do my mirror work in terms of affirmations, um, and start like, like, you know, start basically all the techniques in NLP. It is kind of, it is basically a meditation because you do have to be in a meditative state and visualize things when mm -hmm. you're doing a particular NLP technique. It does involve, it, it basically, in a way, you're like a guided meditation, um, but you're just associate, you're just doing neural associations um, to kind of repattern your, yourself. I think that you're talking about something so important right now. And I wrote on my notebook here, divine, because what, what you're bringing up right now is something that I've gone through and been going through. So, you know, I've been studying um, NLP and, and, and the power of the mind and, and all of the subconscious programming now for close to four years. And I'm only really beginning to start understanding and implementing things i'd say the past two years and there's this tendency when you're first learning about it and just absorbing all the information that you almost become like a sponge and then you start going but why am i not implementing like why am i not i, I know what to do why is it that i'm not feeling led to do it and 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 there's this tendency to start that shame cycle of you know, I, I, I don't even know why I'm studying all this, if I'm not implementing it. And, and and the fact that you've led out into this video now is just divine in my own experience, in my own life, because you're right. It's like you can have the awareness and you can you can you can gather the information, but it's almost like it's, it, it has to marinate down to your soul. And you have to do those, like the affirmation and the mirror work, you know, that stuff is vital, even though it feels sometimes ridiculous in the moment when you're first starting out. But it just goes to show that every little bit that you're doing to kind of reprogram your subconscious is, is really taking effect. It's just not that instant gratification thing that that we kind of look for and then when we don't get it we think oh this doesn't work or i'm not working it you know there's this saying in a lot of 12-step recovery it works if you work it and for some people they don't understand well why am i not working it but i believe it's that marination process it's that those little affirmations that that little by little drop down into your soul and all of a sudden you start to see yourself in a different way and you you start to get deep even the the smallest amount excited about your life or you begin to see possibilities or like you say the programming kind of starts to become reprogrammed by these little things you're doing it seems like little by little 
all of a sudden you're putting these practices, it almost starts to feel natural. So the fact that you let out with that, and we didn't even talk about it before, just lets me know once again, this is a divine season and you're right where you're supposed to be with me. And so one of the things that I want to ask you about in, in listening to what you um, have been saying here is how important because you're right, we never have been truly taught um, that that we have a mind, body, spirit, whole connection. It's it's kind of like I feel like living in the body day to day, you know, is almost like living in the storm. And sometimes we get so caught up in just the visceral reactions to everything. It's like that's the program. It's like happening, react happening react happening react escape 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 it's like we're we're living in this survival program and the thing that i love about you know a, a wellness and a self-care routine and, and daily practices and that's why i love hypnotherapy because you know it really does that same thing it helps you just do it's like you're all plugged up to a reprogramming you know of your best and most authentic self and so Talk to us, I guess, about how we, and you touched on it some, but I'd really love to get your expert, you know, advice on this, but talk to me about how someone would just begin the process of realizing that they're living just in their body, just, just no, you know, no clear intention, just living, because that's what active addiction is. It's just like living from that place of raw trauma and it's, it's, it's constant reaction and reaction. And so talk to me about how someone would begin to take even these smallest steps in towards getting a, a maybe a, I don't want to say a faster track to self-love and awareness and, and different things, but how would they start to realize that's where they are? If you can. Yeah. So Somebody that, you know, has substance abuse and not only do not, not only is this a problem with people that um, have addictions to substances, but it's also uh, a common problem, not going to say problem, but a common way to live um, mm -hmm. for most is they're actually not really in their body fully. Um, mm. And the person that is addicted to a substance, they really don't even want to uh, be in their body fully, meaning mm. they that's why they take the substance to get out of feeling the pain, get out of, you know, reality, like to, they, you know, if they don't want to be fully alive and fully present in their body, they don't want to, because of the triggers are just so, there's so much trigger, the triggers are so um, much more amplified for a person that has gone to substances to that extent to be an addict that when they're sober, they get triggered. Their triggers are so amplified, uh, just due to the, um, you know, mounting of traumas and suppression under the car, like suppressing, suppressing, suppressing that when they're sober, they just want to crawl out of their skin. So, and, um, so, Someone like that is they literally have to realize that they're actually making it worse. It's actually worse to escape, escape from their body, not fully be present 
mm-hmm. in the body um, just to really fully be, be, be alive in your body, like just, just to fully just experience the, the pain and the memories of the pain um, that is actually, you have to get to a point where you really have to come to an understanding that that's actually better for you as opposed to constantly taking the substance because that is actually worse when you look Cause at Because that's it. the program. That's the program that we're programmed, like, you know, not to be, you know, pain, take a pill. It's it's like that is that subconscious program that's happening in every area of our lives that we've grown up in is, you know, constant medication, um, you know, commercials. It's 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 constant um, party commercials for the weekend. It's Friday payday. You got a party. That is the program that you were actually talking about in the beginning. And so it's like now we're coming to this place that you're talking about is like, Oh, so I'm supposed to be in here. Like I'm supposed to feel all the body. I'm supposed to feel all this. I I didn't want to interrupt you, but I mean, it just came together so perfectly because that's the program that we're, that we are even subconsciously going through, you know, like smoking, whatever it is, like everything is telling us don't feel your pain. Don't feel your body. Don't feel your emotions. Even to happiness. I mean, what do we, we celebrate, we party and we celebrate, we get drunk and we celebrate, you know? So it's, it's that program. Sorry. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Oh, I love you. That's a, that's a very valid point. It's so true. I remember seeing commercials, you know, when I used to watch regular cable TV, um, you know, take a, do, you, do you wake up tired? Do you wake up, you know, like, yeah. had it, like it was like it was something that it was like everybody would experience, you know, just by yeah. being a citizen of society with a job <laughs> or if you have kids, like you would right. do it. and it's like take this pill and then it's, you know, and it was like I think everybody qualifies for that pill. Yeah, you're totally right. It's it's you know, so of course, um that is going to program, easily program somebody that has a lot of trauma to join that ba- to really, really turn to substances. Um, yeah, on a, on a huge scale. So I would say that you have to just, you know, uh, start, you have to start just like living in the body, like really kind of living in the body more like, you know, like yo- doing stuff like yoga and stuff like that does help obviously, uh, meditating, um, no pain when you're watching a movie, pay attention to, you know, what is your, are you breathing from your chest? Are you breathing from your belly? Are is your heart rate going faster? You know, um, it, because those are like kind of training wheels to kind of get you used to, that's what I would do when I would start to try to get more into my body is when I'm watching TV, I'm like, okay, like, cause I, I'm like, oh, I, that's, I didn't realize what my body was doing. I would always watch something and I never knew what my body was doing in terms of my, the pace of my heart rate, my muscles are getting tense. And then I started like being more cognizant of what my body's doing throughout the day. Um, and then I'd be like, well, why is my muscles tense right now? Am I like, what's triggering that, you know? Um, and that's how you can kind of, kind of get more tuned into um, yourself. Like for a very long time, I didn't realize I had social anxiety. Mm. Yeah. So until like, you know, I was like, 
whenever I would like have to maybe go to a networking event or, you know, um, even with podcasting in the beginning, if I didn't really know the person, I would be like, oh, I just like, I don't know, I, I hope it gets canceled or da, 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 da. And I'm like, what is that about? Why am I doing that? Right. So um, then I started realizing, like, because I asked myself that question, like, wait a second, why, why do I get so, I mean, I had a good night's sleep, you know, why do I, every time it's just before, you know, because when I would, I, and that's how I got to know, oh my goodness, I have, you know, social anxiety, you know, I am an introvert, I always know that. So, um, so, but then once you embrace it, right, once I'm like, okay, all right, okay, I got that. So what, oh, I know what that's about because I, because in my, when I was growing up, that happened and of course I'm going to have social, you know, right? so once I acknowledged it, um, you know, and then I'm like embraced it. I just kept pushing forward. It kind of minimized to the point of like, it's gone. Like, I, don't, I no longer have this anxiety before a podcast, mm. you know, so it just slowly just goes away, but it's just, you have to just really tap into you. Like what's going on with you? Ask for questions. Um, and like, or if you, if, if you're being triggered by something, you know, like ask your, like if someone is doing something, especially if they're doing something that's really not, there's no intention around it mm -hmm. harming you. Like they're just whatever living their life and you're getting upset about it. And like, you're putting whatever it is onto it. Um, ask yourself, like, why am I doing that? What, did, what is it that they're doing? that is causing me to have a grievance over it or cause upset mm. and like is it is are they doing something that i wish i had i wanted to do oh um, yeah or whatever it is right it's um so you do have to be real with yourself and i think that is something that we haven't really been taught to do and then also because of our ego mm. mm -hmm. really to, our ego really is designed to protect us, right? Yes, yes. Do things to make us feel good. Like what, what the it's what the ego's job is. It's what its role is. And so there's that's where self defense mechanisms come into play. You know, like oh, you know, you procrastinate on something because you have a fear of failure. So okay, I'll just push it aside. Your ego will push it aside because it's like, well, you know. Um, if I missed the deadline, well, it was because I was so busy with this. It's not because, you know, I tried and I didn't have the skill set to actually mm. perform well, right? Yes. So it's to protect yourself so that you can, like, you know, don't have to experience basically the fear of failure and that you're you don't you're not good enough or you don't have the skill sets. But the reality of it is that's how we learn and that's how we grow if if we if we do you know yeah yeah it's changing the paradigm surrounding you know that whole failure and and once again you know that program comes across in in so much that we just see in our everyday life that failure is bad when really failure is just simply growth it, it's it's learning and and as you're talking about this it, it makes me think about, you know, 
when we go to, to look at ourselves and ask ourselves questions and the awareness and the acknowledgement, it's like, you know, the monster that you believe is under your bed is super scary. And you can, as long as you don't look at the monster, if you don't look under your bed, that monster can, can be terrifying. But it just seems like once you look under your bed and you realize that, oh, it's not really there that becomes that moment that, you know, your life changes. And now, you know, you're able to sleep in your bedroom without a light on and, and different things. And I think that that was so vital in my early recovery and remains a very basic skill in my recovery battle plan eight years later that, and I was just talking to someone about this today is like, you know, the avoidance tactic is a big thing within the, you know, active addiction and recovery um, community. But it's, a, it, I think it's a huge thing across the board in human beings is, you know, we sometimes would rather avoid it. And then the ego steps in and, and it will try to make it someone else's fault so that we never look at ourselves. And it's like, that's the question I, I have to question myself. Well, if I don't feel be comfortable being vulnerable with someone else, I got to figure out how to get comfortable being vulnerable with me because that's what's standing in my way more than my inability to open up and tell someone else what, you know, my problem or issue is. It's about me being able to, to see it myself. And, and that whole, you know, the, what you're giving right now, is a vital, vital key process in the re true recovery, you know, lifestyle and process. Because if we do not acknowledge those things and we don't take the time to ask ourselves those questions, we continue living in that in that pattern. And I'm so grateful that you you made the point that the ego is there to keep us safe because we have a tendency to demonize the ego. And when we do that, we don't really take the time to snuggle up to it, if you will. The ego holds a lot of clues in what we're, you know, in some of our trauma that maybe, you know, we, a lot of us remember the big stuff, but we don't, uh, we don't always remember that day to day, you know, complex trauma that happens, you know, over, you know, time and different occurrences. And, if we don't take the time to look at the ego and have that internal conversation with the ego and we just demonize it and, and try to push it away and, and edge it out, if you will, then I think that we're missing a vital part of, of really becoming and knowing our true authentic self as a whole, because we can't just try to know the good if we just don't know all of us, because I don't think there is any good or bad. I think we're a whole soul and, and our purpose here is to almost know that entire soul. So great info. Yeah. Please, please yeah, finish. I, I mean, it's, it's the ego definitely is holding clues to our trauma. And, um, you know, it's the identity that we want to project into the world. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, this whole, you know, we have, we're in society, there's the career image, there's, I mean, we, have, we get images that we are taught that we're supposed to project onto the world through media, movies, TV. Um, I'm sure we can all relate to when we were in high school, we probably, I want to be this and want to be that because maybe we saw it was an external stimuli 
that projected that image onto us and we, oh, that looks good. Okay, I'm you know, yeah. I want to try that. And then we go and we do because it's, you know, we we go and do it and it's like, no, I you end up, you know, so many people are changing careers and they end up like this is not aligned with who I truly am because most people it takes them either don't really know who they truly are um they don't really go into that self-discovery process and then they later on life they finally achieve self-discovery or more so self-discovery and really you know tap into something that their their career path that's more aligned with who they truly are like their values and their, their core beliefs um as opposed to i think it's so easy uh, especially when we're younger, we're so impressionable, you know, we're, we graduate from high school at 18, we're supposed to choose uh, a major, you know, we're so impressionable. It happens to a lot of people where they end up like changing careers or they just, you know, they, so it's because we, we just, we've just adopted something that we thought was a desire, but it was something that was, you know, it's, it's a program, right. That we just kind of pull. Yep. We'll take that, please. We'll take that. Look, that looks good. Um, yep. You have to go inner to really go inner to kind of select what it, what we're really pulled to. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that yeah. you know, it's a process. It takes work and it takes courage. You know, most mm-hmm. people don't really want to go underneath the carpet. You know, it's it's uncomfortable. Um, people don't want to admit. You know, it's not. It's not sexy to admit your traumas, right? Because yeah, yeah. you feel vulnerable, you feel, you know, like weak. Like it's like yes. you know, a lot of people don't like talking. They think that, oh, I'm going to be judged if I say it even in public. Um, you know, again, going back to presenting a certain image, but you have to be real with yourself. And this way, that's how you can re- finally release the trauma because. If you really it's i look at it as like um basically you're you're basically becoming your own best friend like if you yes about it like you, it's like talking to your friend on the your best friend on the phone like you know you're gonna be real right you have to be you know so just you know kind of duplicate that with yourself like talk to yourself like write love letters to yourself you know or t- tap into how you're feeling like just you have to cultivate uh, a best friend relationship with yourself and yeah. it's really, truly yeah. the only way you're going to get to the root of your traumas in order True. to finally just release them. And, um, and this is why Tony, um, you know, when you look at Tony, he's incorporating the body so much, um, you know, people can mock Tony all they like, but you know, in right. terms of why, why is it jumping up and down? And, you know, as you're, as you're saying your mantras, you know, yes. um, you have to do it. You have to jump up and down. You got to do this or make your move because you have to, because you're, he's made, he's forcing people to not only just, you know, think it, but yeah. embodying it in their mind. And he's, you're creating a neural association. Um, yes. And he's trying to amplify your state as well. Yes. State of yes. With this new um, way of wanting to feel or, wanting to think so to help prepare to propel you forward and also most importantly eliminate those limiting beliefs that you've adopted during the programming process your the programming process you know of just yeah. adopting things as your experience life so that's the first part and then reprogramming 
um, yeah. with yeah, for sure. inner truth. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And, and, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, even in early recovery too, is when I was really, I started with my mind because, you know, the, the most of the stories I was telling myself, and I have this model car right now. Um, what you were talking about made me think of that. I have this model car that, that I put together, I guess it's maybe been four months ago now. And I keep this model car on my television stand so I can see it every day because for my entire life, I had a story built around why I was never allowed to do a model car. I associated it with, you know, my whole gender dysphoria. I associated this. I built this story around how my parents didn't want me to do that because it was masculine and all this stuff. And so I had a mentor challenge me. So then go out and get a model car. If it's something you've always wanted to do, go get one and put it together. And I did. And Rita, I hated it. Like, I just like, I was like, this is not for me. Like I have wasted 40 plus years now building this entire story around this, why I didn't get to put this model car together and how depraved I was and, you know, <laughs> how I lost out on my, you know, vision and dream. I mean, it was so dramatic and I'm putting this model car together and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hate this with everything I am. And it's just a snap one. So the real story was my parents understood this about me <laughs> and that trying to give me glue and little bitty parts was going to be disastrous. And so I keep that there to remind me every day of how many other stories I'm telling myself about, you know, things that I either did or didn't do, you know, how much of it is a made up story that either keeps me safe keeps me safe in the program, keeps me safe because, you know, our bodies, just like you're talking about now, our bodies become addicted to, you know, different times. I mean, it's, it's why we can experience a trigger at a certain time of day. And it can be very confusing because there's nothing that's happened necessarily that we can see and say, oh, well, this person triggered me by that. It can just be three o'clock. And your body is used to, well, that's when we take a drink or that's when we do this. And all of a sudden you're at three o'clock and you're having anxiety and, and all of this stuff. And what was so important in the early days of me really trying to work into my thoughts and begin to reprogram my thought life was a change of state. And so when I would find myself in the middle of one of those negative programs, I would stomp my feet. Or I would clap my hands and I would say no. And it was just in that moment gave me this break from, from that pattern that will run and run and run. And something that's in, you know, in your introduction, we were talking about rapid thoughts. That's a big thing for people coming out of active addiction and into recovery is just that, that runaway mind that happens and, you know, changing your state like you're saying, and if, and if, and if I, I think everybody here understands what, what we mean when we say that, but if for someone who doesn't, what we're meaning is like changing your, your state of being your, you know, your mindset, if you will. I mean, I'm sure you have a better way to describe it, but 
changing your state in a moment of, of, of noticing that you're caught in that loop of thought, um, you know, is so, it, it's just vital, vital. It's life changing. I mean, it really helps that reprogram. If you just do something, um, I, one of the, um, one of the NLP techniques that I really, really like to use is like this, this almost like a creative visualization where I have taken time to put myself in a place where in my mind, where I feel safe and, and I've associated words with that. So while I'm in that, you know, mindset at my grandparents' mountain home, I'm smelling things. I'm making words like, how do I feel when I'm here safe and belonging? And so as we do that, anytime now, it's almost, I, I don't even know what you would call it. If I've taken a couple things and put them into one, or if it's just the anchoring, you know, anytime now that I even say the word safe, it immediately, because I've done that technique so much, when I'm catch myself in the midst of a downward spiral internally, emotionally thought. It, when I just mention the word safe, I can immediately change my state in that moment. You know, mm -hmm. it's almost like that's my anchor and it's a beautiful asset, you know, to me because we get lost. We are, we get right. They, our thoughts and emotions will run away with us. And before we know it, a bad morning has turned into a bad day and the bad day has turned into a bad week. And then it just keeps going until it becomes our personality, until it becomes our attitude that is now navigating us through life. So everything that you're sharing is so valuable. And I knew when we met, when I first heard you, that what you had to offer was so vital for the recovery community because these are things we need. And like I said in the beginning, we often avoid things that do not have recovery in the title or sobriety in the title because we think, oh, that's not for us. But it's a new day in the recovery community, in the recovery world, because now we realize that, yes, we need the steps and we need this and we need NLP and, you know, self-love practices and we need hypnotherapy and you know, so much. We need this full body, you know, full life rejuvenation and reprogramming. So Rita, thank you for what you're doing in the world. And we're not even finished. I just had to, to be able to say, thank you for what you're doing in the world. I mean, these are our processes to a better us. And when we make a better us, we make a better community. And when we make a better community, we make a better world. And, you know, that's what you and I have missions to do. And, and that's what we're doing. Just having these conversations, you know, talk to me and us about what is one of your favorite techniques. And, and, and it, I, I want to make sure that we, if you can, if you, if you don't mind, maybe walking me through a technique and I'll do it right here with <laughs> us. If you've got one and, and yeah. we'll just all do it together. Um, yeah. For sure. So the last technique on the show that I showed was a swish technique, which yes. is one of my favorite ones. Another favorite one that's just really, really handy because you're talking about anchoring. And this is literally the anchoring technique in NLP. And um, it is so it like it's it's actually really um, it's something that once you do one time, you can carry it with you for a while, but until you have to like recharge 
the technique because with anything, it's kind of like a battery. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you need to recharge it up um, with the neuro association to the specific body part. So mm. um, I will explain what I'm what I mean. Um, so it's called anchoring. And so I love it because um, if say you have a fear of flying or okay, perfect example too is um, I, I'm not a smoker, right? But like, I'm not like you're like, I'm not addicted. I'm not, I don't need to smoke every day or anything like that. However, once in a blue moon, if I'm like in a social setting and I'm, if I'm drinking a few cocktails, I like would, um, I would want, I would have this craving for a cigarette. And so, um, and I was with a friend and he had not, he didn't have any cigarettes. He's like, we're ready to do one of your, your little like things. Like you, you <laughs> do like one of your NLP things. And so I was like, okay. So I would just literally, um, tap my, my, uh, then a thumb, a knuckle. <laughs> I forgot the name. <laughs> One of my knuckles. All my knuckles are uh, anchored, like they're programmed for certain states. So I would just touch my knuckle, and immediately I would feel the sense of, you know, peace and tranquility, and no longer, it would just no longer want that cigarette, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So anchoring is essentially what we've been talking about, associating with a particular it could be an object it could be a word it could be anything in this situation it's it's your it's a knuckle okay so you can program your knuckles the reason why uh knuckles are because it's a specific body part where you're not going to like forget where you've programmed your body part and you have to touch it specifically like the exact spot so knuckles are just really convenient to you know outstanding yeah, and, and you'll and you'll you won't forget where it is. You know it's your, your knuckle. Just make sure you remember it's if it's your left knuckle or your right knuckle. <laughs> so um yeah, so you can program so basically the first knuckle, you want to program peace and tranquility. You know, you close your eyes and you remember a time when you felt the most peaceful and tranquil, you felt the most safe. And what did that look like? What were you doing? What did that feel like? Did you hear any sounds? What do you feel like in your body? How does your head feel? How does your chest feel? How does your hands feel? Your arms, your legs? You hear what you hear. See what you see, feel what you feel. And then now, once you really, really feel that peace and tranquility, you're right there. You're living that peaceful and tranquility movie, wherever that is. Proceed to touch your first knuckle and hold that for about 10 seconds. And then release and welcome back. We're just gonna just program one knuckle just for you, you and then you can program other knuckles like for confidence, um, for a motivation, um, for whatever you want, for whatever you want, and you can just tap into that. 
So if you're, you know, if you're on a speaking engagement and you're feeling nervous, you can program a knuckle for confidence and then you can just touch that knuckle before you speak or if it's a podcast. So that that's just a, it's a really great uh, technique that you can literally carry with you. And just it's just so easy to just release those. Um, it is. It is so, and it's so easy to do, you know, and like nobody knows what you're doing and you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's such a great tool in the moment when, when you really want to bring yourself out and it's, and it, and it may not be easy at first because remember, I mean, like we have to remember we're running programs that have been run for a long time. It will take, you know, a little time of you getting used to snapping yourself out of that state. But I think, you know, when we're utilizing stuff like that anchoring technique, you know, it's almost like a fast track. It, it, it helps us, you know, like break out of that state. And the more we begin to break it, I think that's why we have to re-anchor and rejuvenate it sometimes because it, it almost gets to a place where, okay, we've healed that. So now let's move on, you know, like, okay, we've, we've got that. That's no longer coming up. Like that program's not running anymore. So now let's, let's move to something else because, you know, if, if we're not active, you know, there's one thing that, that I am reminded of all the time. If I am not actively programming my own self, it's being programmed. So instead of, you know, for all the things in the world, we try to control, especially other people and circumstances, you know, the, the, the only thing we really have control of is how we program ourselves. Like, how, how do you want to see the world? How do you want to be in the world? You know, like, what does that look like and feel like, you know, for each individual? And, and I think that everything we've talked about, even with the associations, like even in thinking about that, there's some questions to be had about, you know, is this real? Like, like this way that you are perceiving you want to be, is that adopted from some of that? You know, because I remember when you were talking about that, I remember doing it myself, but when my son, you know, he's 22 and he's, he's just started asking these big questions. Why am I here? And, and what am I supposed to be doing? And, and when I heard him, like, I'm thinking, why do you feel pressured right now to make this one big decision about your life? Because here's what I know. It's going to change and change and change. Ask yourself more of a deeper interpersonal question. Not what am I supposed to be doing here, but who am I in just in being here? Like, like who, who am I, who do I be, you know, more than what do I do? And you'll, you'll, that, that, I think that those questions that we're talking about tonight will, will give you a greater payoff on a soul level than trying to pick from the line of careers that pay the most money. You know, well, I want to be a lawyer because it pays this, you know, that's that external association and adoption and image that we take on. And it's why, you know, even as a transgender person in the world, so many people will congratulate me on, on living my authentic life. And I think to myself, this gender part, this whole transition part is the smallest part of my authenticity. And what happens is we build that authenticity solely on this external part. 
And then all of a sudden you go through surgeries and, and hormones. And then you get there and you realize, oh shit, I'm still me. Like I'm still here. And that external thing didn't work. Uh Oh, now what do I do? So now I got to do something else and I got to do something else. And, you know, we're, it's easy for us to do that. But the reality is, is that, yeah, my body's becoming, you know, my, I'm, I'm more comfortable in my skin, but what really makes that a well-rounded me is like knowing who I am divinely authentic. And that divinely authentic is that person who programs for themselves and that person that creates a life that they love and that they stand up out of that program of, you know, once an addict, always an addict or, you know, traumatized forever and you can't ever get rid of that. And, and these, but these are my things, you know, this is my trauma and this is my coat and this is what I wear. This is my baggage. And, you know, there's so much more to us than all of that stuff. And I love that happy being well is, is a company that, that is, that offers like an entire wellness life, you know, like, like, I love that you're an e-commerce site that you sell things to not only, you know, and give information that not only helps you become authentic within. And now like here, I'm a, here's some products that you can now create this authentic space or, you know, wear this that's authentic to you. And I just think that the, the genius of bringing all that together in the time, and, and I'll say this, and I'll never get finished saying this, but in the time of the divine feminine in this world, where we're all, you know, looking at the divine feminine who is, who is having her time, you know, and there's divine feminine in all of us, but it's now time for that, just the embodiment of what divine femininity means, not in gender, divine femininity, which is a receiving, which is a birthing, which is a, you know, a more broadening of love and, and compassion. All that you're doing in the world is helping that, you know, be even more seen. Like, I don't even think that you truly understand who you are in the world, like, like what, what you're here to do on a soul level. And I love that. I love that about you know, you seeing people that are so absolutely in operating within their divine purpose that they're just moving through alignment and they don't even realize what an impact it has outward. You know, my friend Pamela is like that and her hypnotherapy practice and her wellness practice. And, and you're a person that embodies that. Um, so many people, Kim Bellis is a person that embodies that. And there's a definite tell of people that are in alignment and people that are running a program and you can feel it. And you're a person that is in true alignment, Rita. I, I don't know why I felt the necess necessity, I'm making up words, <laughs> to tell you that. But that that's that's the way, that's what I can just see in you and, and feel that in my soul. Like, thank you for what you do. And thank you. Thank you for all you've come through and thank you for, you know, digging in and and bringing what you've brought to to this life, to 
to this podcast, to my life, to you know, <laughs> to the world. I, I appreciate you, Rita, on, on so many levels. And so tell us if, number one, there's a question that I've been asking everybody this season, you know, what inspires you today? Um, and, and who inspires you today? What inspires me today, um, or any other day is honestly like growth expansion. Um, mm. you know, what new experiences can I experience? You know, what can I learn? Um, how can I celebrate? And, and I like to act like you, I do like celebrating others too. people that are you know, authentic and they are, they want to grow, they want to expand and they want to spread more truth and light into the world um, in different ways. Like you, you know, um, in any profession you, you're in, you know, just really just spreading compassion um, and it starts with self-compassion in order to have compassion for others. And that's when you really truly live in peace. Mm. When, you know, one of my favorite guided meditations to do is having a compassion for others meditation, which will be on the Happy Being Well podcast soon. It's, I don't know why I don't have it up there yet, but um, it's one of my favorite meditations um, because especially, you know, in a, in a, world where people are, you know, divided on so many friends and people are being triggered. When you do it, a compassion for others meditation, it always just kind of, I think we always need reminders of truth um, mm -hmm. because we're, we are in the external world, like we are participating in the world. And um, so it just helps you to not respond in a negative way and just have compassion. So you stay in that peaceful state. And you don't let the external negativity affect your inner peace. And you, you just don't want that. It's so toxic on your nervous yeah. system. And yes. because you, that's how this ease is. Exactly. Right? I was thinking the same thing. People are, I mean, we're dying at, at a rate and suffering physically more than ever right now because of, you know, living in that reactive state. And I'm so glad you said that. Keep going, please. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, we definitely need to harness that on a regular basis and, and we become more um, empowered as a result of that because then we're not going to take on other people's negativity that will drain us. And then we're going to have more energy to propel us forward onto our life project that brings us joy. Thereby, we can spread more joy and love and light to others as well. Because we're going to have that energy to do so. Our energy is so, so vital. Our time is so vital. And we have to, you know, have discernment over how we're going to spend our time and energy. And, um, you know... We really have to just, if somebody's trying to throw shade at us, hey, just like, just let them and just not engage in it. Just ignore it and let them be and um, and just ignore them. Don't let them in your, you know, your inner space. Um, I see the light and love. I hope they seek, find the clarity, but 
um, you know, what there you have to have, like, what's the sense of engaging in that? What is that going to bring you? Yeah, yeah, there's nothing to accomplish there. If anything, yeah. it's consequences. If I'm not good, if I'm not good because I'm engaging in nonsense, then how is the people in front of me going to be good? Because mm. I'm not going to be able to um, spread love, light, and joy and inspiration because yeah. being I'm taking away maybe 30 minutes of my time engaging yep. nonsense. And maybe I could have um, booked a fabulous podcast like LC's yes. podcast. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, like yes. You're missing opportunities it's true. when you're engaging in nonsense like this. Oh, and yes. It's really nonsense. It's nonsensical. Um, it's just like, you know, and this is where we have to do the work to not be baited into these nonsensical um, drama, dramas. Like yeah. it's taking away your energy and most importantly, your health. You know, you do not want yes. to live in a place of anger or frustration. And speaking of being anchoring, you know, some people, and I'm sure we all know some who are anchored in a state of yes. anger and yes. frustration because that's the state that they're used to living in. So the body's addicted to it, the mind's addicted to it. So they're going to look for things to get angry about. Just to, that's, yep. their, that's their comfort zone. That's their, mm -hmm. they're just addicted to it. They want to feel that. Their vibration. Their yeah, mm -hmm. that's their vibration and they vibrate that out and it comes back. And and even though we say, well, I don't want to be in this, you know, it's like that's that's the vibe. The vibe attracts and it will come back, you know, to you. That's yeah. Vital. Mm -hmm. Vital. Yeah. yeah. And also to, um, you know, like people have also to like being able to express yourself fully. Like we do have to pay attention to what we're repressing as well mm -hmm. so, and that's another that's involved in the self-discovery process i mean you know like what are you know some people have some traumas um you know lead to people not being able to express themselves fully or you know not really communicating what they really need or want um to other people maybe there's shame around it or something and then so there but you're, you're going to be living from a place of depression and um and not really be fulfilled because you're, you know, maybe you might be disappointed in um, communication interactions with others because you're not really fully expressing your, you know, what you need in this interaction. Um, you know, so I, I've been, you know, I've been, I've discovered that too by myself too, like, because, you know, I, for whatever reason, you know, be adopting the image of, oh, complete, utter, nice girl or whatever it is, or just not used to fully expressing myself. Um, but you, again, asking myself questions and then realizing I'm, you know, just by fully expressing my, like my needs, my wants um, in a very rational way where, you know, you're creating win-win situations it's, you know, both parties are happier. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, there's so many different little things that we may not be aware of that we really have to explore mm -hmm. um, about ourselves in order to, 
you know, be mentally healthy and you know, live a very like wellness lifestyle. And, and yes. take, it doesn't involve, you know, basically you're, you have to kind of take control of what you choose to do with your day and time and you can control your state, like the techniques that we've discussed. And there's a lot of techniques out there. There's a mo yes. to be emotionally free. I, you know, there's such a freedom involved when you're emotionally free. Yes. From, you know, from the external world, you don't let it affect you anymore. Um, by yes. release trauma, you release your triggers and, um, and you're completely like, you know, you're much more empowered. You're living from yes. a place where it's much more healthier. Yeah. yeah. And as you do it, you know, like it's, it's, it, it, nothing is too small. Like, you know, like I, I know this to be true in my own, like whole wellness practice in my life. My recovery is that, you know, nothing's too small. Okay. So maybe I take myself out of a certain state today. And then I fall into that, that, you know, emotional addiction, if you will, or anchored tomorrow, you know, I don't shame myself for tomorrow. I, I still congratulate myself for doing it today. And, you know, maybe I do it twice tomorrow and fall back in three times tomorrow, but it's really what we, you know, what we really put our focus on. And, and I have a, a great example of this today. Um, and it really goes with what you're saying is, you know, I was up on my roof here trying to to fix something. And and of course, everything was going against me because my energy was already chaotic. And, and I knew, you know, my my internal instinct was telling me now is not the time to do this. But I pushed through anyway to do this because the fear started speaking to me. Well, if I don't get it done, this is going to happen. And I'm up there and of course, nothing's going well and nothing's going right. I'm having this entire like almost breakdown, you know, where I'm cursing everything. And it did not occur to me until after, but I'm grateful that it did, that I was focusing on all the problems and letting the problem and my old gremlin tell me, what are you even doing up here? You don't know how to do this. Like, why are you even trying to do this? Instead of focusing on the fact that, hey, man, you're up here trying to take care of this when before in the past, you would have just avoided it, you know, and let the problem get so big and so overwhelming that then everything could fall apart and fail. And you'd have a perfect excuse to go and relapse because, everything would be too overwhelming and you've told yourself you can't handle stress. And, you know, to me, even though I did have my mini meltdown and, and cursed a lot of things and, and fell momentarily back into that anchored state of, of anger and, you know, it's all or nothing. That's what depression and anxiety likes to tell us, you know, that this is never going to get better and it's complete catastrophe and it's, you screwed it all up. But to have gotten down from there and taken a shower, changed my state, was getting ready for this podcast, I sat in the acknowledgement of the fact that that energy grew because I was focused in on everything that was going wrong versus congratulating myself for just being up there, giving it a damn good try anyway. And knowing that the more I continue to give it a try, you know, try new things. This is how I learn. If I know everything, I can't learn a damn thing. 
and I will forever be stuck in the knowledge that I have right now. And so if I never let myself fail, if I never try and I never fail, then I'll never learn anything new and I'll never be able to rise above this vibration, this state, this place ever. And that internally is just not enough for me. My soul wants to go places that even at 48 years old, I know we're not done yet. Like we still have so many places to go. And if I stay here in, in the, just this state and I never try anything else, and I never fail, then this is as good as it gets for me. And I think that that's what we have to remember when we talk about, like Andrea's talking about working on, you know, holding grudges and, and, and all of that. You know, I think what Rita's, the information Rita's given about really ask yourself the question, you know, of how, how expensive, how much do I want to spend on this? Because basically we're in a transaction when we're holding grudges or holding on to those old states because we are an infinite energetic being, but we do not have infinite time. So, you know, how much of your energy do you want to give to holding this grudge and ask yourself why? Does it keep you safe? Does the grudge feel safe? That way you never have to be vulnerable again or you never have to go through that again. Is it is it some type of, you know, like visceral almost addiction, so to speak, that anchored? Um, I like using the word anchored. I'm trying right now to use the word anchored over addiction because that's what it is. You're anchored to this safe way of being and just ask yourself how much you want to spend on that. How much of your time do you want to spend on that? And like I've written in my notes for this episode, what opportunity am I missing by giving my energy to this? You know, what, what could have maybe come through for me? What could I have experienced if I had not given all of my energy to this? So, you know, Rita, this episode has once again nourished my soul. It's as much nourished my soul as I hope it has nourished the souls of everyone here. Thank you, Brian Woodland, for being here and sharing this episode out. Andrea Litton, Pamela, Kim. And if I, anybody else is here and I don't see you, I apologize. StreamYard only shows so many. You have to give your permission. But I just want to thank you, Rita, for being here and sharing so much with with us in this community and i know that we've got happybeingwell.com for you but also you've got a new podcast out and i'm really interested in you telling us how we can get to the podcast you know everything that you're doing this is where you can follow um rita but tell us about this podcast i'm excited to get to be with you to uh day, day after tomorrow on there but tell us about this yeah, so the podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, Spotify, our iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, and all the other uh, audio platforms. And um, the podcast is simply, sometimes it's just me speaking where I just give like quick seven minute, um, you know, talks around how you can create a spa-like environment in your home. So I actually, I'm always, I'm, I'm always, always, always have crystals around me when I'm working. And um, sometimes like during a podcast, I'm holding a clear quartz because it helps amplify mental clarity. So I do incorporate crystals into my work, into my therapeutic work for myself and in just in my actual work and I'm actually working. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I do basically talk about, you know, how our environment affects our state on there. I think I just released that episode 
that was the latest episode and um, different meditations and how to meditate. And then I have guests on there talking about their transformational stories, how they went from victim to victor and what they did, what their techniques were, what their awareness journey was. And um, so that was pretty, it's pretty much really the, the podcast is really the theme. The theme is really being happy, being well, and just kind of going over, you know, wellness, lifestyle tips and techniques along with motivational, inspiring real life mm. stories. I love that. I love that. And I cannot wait to do an episode with you on Monday. I'm actually writing um, all of this in the comments so I can put a banner up. Um, so it's on all major podcast platforms. Um, I'm so glad that you're doing this. I remember hearing what I did not even realize had been your first like podcast there and you were such a natural at it. And to see <laughs> that, you know, just, just now you've got your own podcast. I mean, I just, I love it because you have, you have so much to give and I thank you for spending time with us to give it. So, you know, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, wherever you hear your podcast. And if you don't listen to podcasts, you're missing out podcasts are an amazing way like it was a podcast that was my whole recovery program in the beginning and the stuff i was listening to had nothing to do with recovery it was stuff about the mind it was stuff about the body it was stuff about the thoughts and and changing your state and your environment and so those are the things that really gave me substance to not just resist you know my triggers or, or my substance or my escaping but to really embrace all the reasons why I was escaping in the first place and to heal the roots that kept me going through that cycle, um, you know, and, and and putting my life on the line. Because with every relapse we have, with every time we use, you know, we're unaware of when that's going to be the last time. And I don't think there's a person among us that has not lost someone, you know, to the disease of addiction and, you know, so we know that we're not guaranteed. And so when we learn how to work with ourselves versus just trying to deny ourselves our coping mechanism, you know, we learn to be in recovery and not just clean and sober. So, you know, I, I will now be a, if I'm not already a new subscriber to the happy being well podcast and Rita, it yeah, is, and you're going to be on the happy being well podcast. Yes. Think, um, April 25th or 27th. Yep. Monday. We're actually going to be uh, the 25th. Cause I booked two dates and I was like, no, not the 28th. I'm going for the 25th. <laughs> so it's Monday and I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah. you guys go and, you know, get, get hooked up with happy being well, the podcast, get hooked up on happybeingwell.com. Follow. Oh, people can actually access the podcast on happybeingwell.com. If they go hover oh, over the blog section and then it's okay. like the podcast, it brings them right to the podcast. It perfect. Right the podcast. Perfect. That's amazing. Cause it's all in one spot and we all love a few clicks, you know, a few less clicks <laughs> <laughs> get out and click land. I can and also too, on the happy being well.com because we're talking about limiting beliefs. There's a whole whack of free ebooks on how oh, to nice. overcome limiting beliefs on the resources webpage under the blog section. So people can download those for free, overcome limiting beliefs, which is very, is like the foundation to really 
to really, really empower yourself, yeah. and program yourself, you need to get rid of those limiting beliefs. And yeah. it really walks you through how to actually identify the limiting beliefs. Because I know that was such a journey because we, we distort our thoughts, our ego yeah. distorts our thoughts. So it's a real journey to really, um, to really actually pull them out of us. And absolutely. It, you gotta be, yeah, like, you know, because we don't know to be aware of these things like this is new. And, and, and what's so exciting to me and inspirational to me is that because of what we're talking about now, like has become almost common, it's becoming common conversation and, and acknowledgements is that two generations from now, you know, maybe those young people will not be fighting the battle to heal and overcome those deeper beliefs and subconscious belief systems and all of that because they're at play in everything i mean look at your bank balance your bank balance tells you what you believe about your self-worth and what you believe about money all in the same thing i mean that's the easiest thing to start going for is you know how to change your beliefs surrounding money and and what you're worth and and how to you know charge for what you're worth and what you do and and so you know we all have those beliefs that live within us and getting to the roots of those things and cutting it off at the root and, and healing that at the root two generations from now, Rita, they won't know the struggle that we are all going through to transform this programming. So this work that we're doing is important in the world. And I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I'm looking forward to being on the podcast and that's money. So uh, Monday money, so everybody make sure that you go get hooked up with Rita everywhere that you can. She's on Instagram, happybeingwell.com. Make sure you start listening to the podcast, you know, implement these things and don't beat. And like we said in the beginning, before we go, like we said in the beginning, don't beat yourself up if you're in the process of, of gaining information and gaining inspiration. It will naturally begin to work in your life as you work at it more. But if you're hearing these things and yet just can't make yourself do some of them, don't be hard on yourself. Don't think that you're not doing it right or you're not doing enough. You know, be compassionate with yourself. Go easy on yourself. Learn that it's not do more. It's be more. And, and just allow yourself to naturally move into this, you know, into these processes. It's not a race. You're not in comparison with anyone else's. Your journey is your unique journey and it's beautiful and unique to you. Rita, I just love you. And I thank you so much for being here and sharing so much with us. Everybody remember to make sure that you go and take Pamela Topjian up on her beautiful offer of a free full hypnotherapy session. You can do that by going to hypnobreakthrough.com. Next week, join me and my good friend Alex Kaplan from Of Substance, an award-winning screenwriter of the new short film about the masks that we wear and during our mental health issues, it's called Hide Your Crazy. And the writer of that, Austin Case, is also going to be with us next week. So next week is jam-packed with some beautiful, beautiful stuff. But make sure that if you hadn't caught this full episode live with us, that you go back and watch the replay. 
put this episode and Rita's past episode that you can find in season three in your toolbox because in both of these episodes, she's walked us through an amazing NLP technique that can change your life today. Rita, you're a gift to me. You're a gift to this world. You're a gift to this community. And I can't thank you enough. And just thank you for being here. And we will see you next time. We'll see all of you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.